Well, hi, my name is Mark Tuchel, and thank you for clicking to listen to the audio version of my Living Sober Sucks, But Living Drunk Sucks More blog article. The title of this piece is, What is an Average Alcoholic? So let me ask you, are you above average or below average as an alcoholic? And what criterion constitutes being called an average alcoholic? I mean, do you have to be a despicable person? Must you lack all morals? Do you have to stink of B.O. and have bad breath? Uh, Does your house have to be messy? Must you have lost your driver's license, been arrested? How do you become an average alcoholic? And isn't calling someone an average alcoholic without knowing anything about them just as racial or prejudicial as saying the average black man, the average Hispanic, the average Jew, the average homosexual, the average Democrat, the average woman, the average Scorpio, the average Sudoku player? I mean, this is horrific stereotyping and propels prejudice. And to be an average alcoholic would mean that everyone who drinks is the same, regardless of whether they're a social drinker, a binge drinker, or an outright raging alcoholic. They're all the same. That also means that the only successful method of treatment would have to be the same one for all of us, and that any former drinker or alcoholic is to be considered as the same once they've stopped. Now, doesn't that sound a bit closed-minded or prejudicial to you? Now, there may be, and there often are, many similarities and traits of behaviors and actions among us drunks, but our drinking habits and histories aren't all the same. And most important, our resulting problems from drinking aren't all the same. Hey, just attend an AA meeting and you'll hear all the different resulting problems people have. I couldn't keep a job. I was always in debt. I was terrible. I beat my wife. I couldn't control myself, and I always got into fights. I would expose myself. I spent all my money, and I lost my car, my house, my job. I'd sleep with anything that had a pulse. Think that's bad? I would poop myself and throw up all over the house. It would go on and on. I mean, at times, I thought it was turning into an auditory contest of who could outdo the other with tales of debauchery. But that was not always the case. And if I claimed it was the case, then I would be guilty of saying, at the average AA meeting, here's what will take place. So I must be watchful in my own writing so that I don't make broad, sweeping statements and incorrectly invoke the use of averages. Now, I understand the usefulness, I mean, even the need to use averages in certain situations or reports, such as average seasonal temperatures, rainfall, snowfall, uh, miles per gallon, or on average, how much money do you spend on booze, you know, etc., stuff like that. But are you average as a person? Do you think you're average? Would you like to be considered or called average? Now, maybe in some categories you are average, but not in others. And let's remember that an average is obtained through a mathematical equation, which means that you take a sampling of data from a spectrum, which includes both ends of the extremes, and then you divide the sum by the number of samples or occurrences. So, for instance, when you hear a statistic like, the average Internet user spends 4.3 hours per day on the Internet, That average is a result of a mathematical equation compiled of usage data from many Internet users. Now, you may spend far less time than 4.3 hours, or due to your interests or occupation, you may spend triple that amount of time. 
So once again, I will agree that there are appropriate uses and a need for equating averages, but I feel it's inappropriate to start pigeonholing people into averages. I believe that this is the basis behind prejudice and racism. And even a former drinker can fall prey to the fallacy of human averages. I recently had a conversation with someone who's three and a half years sober. Now, she began her journey of sobriety as a very dedicated AA follower, going to meetings six, seven days a week. Yeah, her husband felt uh, he was abandoned during this time, but that's a different story. So I casually asked during our conversation how many meetings she now attends. She told me, well, maybe once or twice a week, but always on Sundays because that's when my home group meets. And it was nice that during the course of our conversation, she didn't answer with pre-programmed babble and catchphrases. She has thoughts and opinions of her own. And what really stood out to me was when she said, you know, my most recent sponsors told me many times that our goals should be to become comfortable with life and that our life shouldn't revolve only around meetings. We should live by the steps, but we have a life outside of meetings. I think that's pretty cool that a sponsor would say something like that. And this woman speaks highly of AA, and she has used the 12-step program in a way that is serving her purposes quite well. Now, as we continued our conversation, she said, yeah, I have to apologize, Mark. I'm only on Chapter 3 of your book. Now, I like it so far, but I don't think that the average alcoholic has the willpower to do it the way you describe. Now, this statement sparked me to ask the question, what is an average alcoholic? Was she an average alcoholic? I mean, she'd never lost her job. She's a dedicated, faithful wife, married for 27 years. She's a responsible parent. She didn't go out drinking at bars or clubs. She drank secretively at home. I mean, her home had always been well-appointed and kept clean. From all outside views, one would never have guessed that she had a drinking problem. It was her own internal emotional turmoil that led her to going public to her family about her drinking. And it was her using the term average alcoholic which sparked me to write this article. I personally don't think there is such a being as an average alcoholic. But the only thing that we drunks universally have in common is that we tend to drink too much. And we drink too much of a legal product. I also disagree that an alcoholic lacks the willpower to overcome their dependency. I'll agree that while we're in the midst of drinking, it's pretty difficult for some of us to control our continued intake. But once the volitional intake has been stopped, mental clarity can take over, and then it becomes a choice, our own choice, if we'll ever drink again. Now, in closing this article, I ask that you refrain from generalizing, pigeonholing, and averaging people, especially yourself. We each have expressed our alcoholic dependency in different ways. Our road to dependency and our evolution in sobriety can be far from average. While we all, as human beings, have a lot in common, we also have unique characteristics and traits to each of us. You are uniquely you, with your beautiful warts, blemishes, scars, and all. Our unique attributes are what add to defining what some call an average. Hey, thanks for listening to my Living Sober Sucks a Blogio. I appreciate you spending your time with me. I hope you're inspired and, uh, I don't know, get something out of my lunacy. 
and I wish you the greatest joy in your life. My name is Mark Tuchel.